Hey everybody and welcome to a special bonus episode of Nerds with Friends. Uh, we decided, oh I should say I'm joined by Christian Garcia via Zoom. How are you doing? No. Uh, I'm we, good. We decided to do this because of the recent PlayStation 5 announcement. Um, we figured uh, rather than devote a whole episode about it, uh, you know, a week or two later because it came out right after we had recorded uh, next week's episode. Uh, we decided that we would, you know, talk about it while it's all fresh in our minds. We have our fresh opinions. Um, and then I'm sure, you know, you guys are interested to know what, you know, what we thought about it, what the world is thinking about it. And uh, so we decided to do a short little um, episode all about PlayStation 5. Um, so initial thoughts on the stream itself. Um uh, we talked a little bit about this off air and also in the episode where I forgot to uh, input your <laughs> vocals into. So this is the second time we're recording this for a little behind the curtain. Um, but I think that because it's not live, like nothing about the presentation was live. I was kind of surprised that they decided to do YouTube live because it just seemed to me like, the video quality was poor when they're showing off awesome videos. You know what I mean? Did you notice that on, when you were watching? Thing. I mean, it, it looked. I mean, it looked fine to me. I mean, you're the more you're the technical guy in that aspect. You know, I don't know if fucking frame rates or like, you know, what resolution it was in. To me, it looked fine. What, what I thought was weird being that they were doing it quote unquote live, and there was a big pause in the beginning. Uh, where nothing happened, like they didn't start at one, and and it wasn't live. There wasn't any live. Speakers. It's not. It's not like it they're was, plugging in cables and like going over their lines over and over. Oh shit! You know the the display model is not here. None of that was true. This is all previously recorded. So yeah, it was yeah, weird to have like a weird. big chunk, and then even weirder that because I I did not watch it live. I watched it after the fact after I got off work. Really weird that they kept that in there. When they had the video up on YouTube, you know, I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. let me just fast forward, you know, half an hour of waiting, you know, starting soon, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, but Bungie did that as well with the Destiny um, announcement uh, trailer that happened on uh, last Tuesday as well. So I don't know. They're just I, I think they uh, they they're not utilizing the medium uh, as well as they could for sure. Maybe they try to just give the live feel because, you know, like when it's actual live, there are pauses when, you know, yeah. someone comes, someone's walking off, someone's walking in. I don't know. Yeah. Someone at headquarters just had to hit play button like 20 minutes in. <laughs> um, but uh, let's I, I guess we'll start by talking a, a little bit about the console itself, about the hardware and what we think about it. Um, you know, one thing that's kind of cool is that it is coming in two separate versions it's coming in a digital only, uh, which it does not have a disk drive on it. Um, but then it's coming with a normal version that has a uh, 4K UHD Blu-ray drive on it as well. Um, See, I was going to do digital, but then in our first recording, you convinced me why disk was better. <laughs> yeah, because... I'm doing disk now. I mean, uh, you know, for those... I think to truly take advantage of the PlayStation 5 and what it's going to bring to the table... It has to play on a 4K TV. I'm sure it'll look great on a 1080p TV, but it's really going to shine on 4K TVs that have HDR in, uh, enabled in them. 
Uh, so you really get that ultra contrast and, uh, you know, the, the four times as many pixels as you would on a 1080p TV. Um, and you know, most people who have 4k TVs do not have 4k Blu-ray players, um, because very few people watch Blu-rays anymore, but little known fact is that UHD Blu-rays are by far the best, uh, picture quality and sound quality available. Like Netflix, when it streams 4k and YouTube and Amazon and all the other companies that stream 4k, it's still being compressed through a digital algorithm that, uh, enables it to stream over high-speed internet because true 4k with all the information in there is still such a big file that um you know there you're still losing some quality by doing streaming so you know it'll be a cool thing to have i think you know for that one-off movie like you know a new star trek or a new marvel movie comes out on video you know it might be worth picking it up on um you know, on a UHD Blu-ray, which generally gives you a digital copy anyway, so you can have the digital copy for when you're feeling lazy. But, you know, if you want to put it on your main TV or whatever, the UHD, I think, will really, really shine. And most of the time, UHD... We just got to wait till we get 5G, and then, you know, then you can get that 4K, yeah. you know. We'll we'll, get, we'll probably get mutations and more COVID. We'll probably get, like, a COVID-20 yeah. to come with it, but, you know. Exactly. But at least we'll get, we'll get 4K second <laughs> movie. Yeah, um, I think that uh, another thing too is that you know a UHD Blu-ray play- player generally they're about two hundred bucks, if not more. So I mean, you know, as long as there's not as long as it's not a three hundred dollar difference between the regular PlayStation and the the digital only version, I think you know um, it, it's definitely a good value there. Um, also, I, I'd be interested to see they did not really disclose this, but I'd be interested to see the hardware uh, hard drive sizes on these two systems. Um, yeah, they didn't. Are they the same? They're gonna have to be or, huge. Yeah. Um, big big thing with the PlayStation Five is that the um, hard drive is going to be solid state, so that's really going to uh, improve those load screens and make sure that you know you're not sitting forever while the game loads because these games are going to be massive anyway. Um, but I think having a solid state drive is going to be a vast vast improvement um, over what we're used to. So hopefully even on when you're downloading a game digitally, I think a big part of that slowness that we all experience when it's a huge file or a huge update is that it's writing to the slow uh, traditional drive. So hopefully we'll see a little little benefit from that as well. But these things, I mean, they got to be at least, I would say at minimum two terabytes but who knows? They might they might only do one terabyte. But even but think about game size. We I mean, who yeah. knows like how big a game's going to be? Like once you start getting what like ten games, you know, a couple games in there, you're going to have to start deleting some to add new ones. Well, it's funny because um, I think they mentioned on um, the the Destiny Two Bungie announcement on Tuesday that that game was approaching 130 gigs or something, or 160 gigs, which is crazy. You know, to think about, first of all, like how much information is on that game. Um, but, you know, if you have one terabyte, that's less than 10 games that you can have on the yeah. console. And they announced more than 10 games on this, uh, you know, PlayStation 5 reveal. So hopefully, I mean, I don't think they're going to go crazy and do like a 10 terabyte drive, even though that would be fucking awesome. Um, but I'm hoping for at least two 
you know, I think that's not not too much to ask, but um, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes once it's released. No word or on or make the price cheaper on solid external solid state you know, hard drives. You know, that way you can just connect more. I guess. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully, the thing uh, they didn't really mention this either, but hopefully, it has like USB 3.0 or you know, who knows? Maybe they have a 4.0 coming out, so you can get that fast transfer rate between an external drive and the actual system itself. Uh, system itself looks like it's only. Uh, going to be available in the vertical configuration um so you know there's been plenty of memes out there already about how it looks like they have cell from dragon ball z where its head is you know yeah playstation and they have the eye of sauron um over the top of it and things like that so i saw someone did a duck they put it as a duck bill which i was surprised <laughs> like how I was like, oh wow like that actually meshed in pretty well yeah, I I don't mind the uh, the design of it though. I think you and me both. Um, we saw a post by Boss Logic, who is uh, this cool guy on. He's like an artist. He does a lot of fan posters and fan uh, artwork of you know all things nerdy. We 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 love him on uh, Instagram, and he made a really cool Spider Man black and red version of it, which yeah. looks infinitely better than the like white blue. Uh, version that Sony put out so it's a little bit of a bummer that it's it's you know we've already seen how good it could look and and then now we're like oh well we're gonna get this stupid white and blue thing um but besides that you know I'm I'm okay with the designs from the looks of it um I think you said that it uh someone posted a video comparing the size to the PS4 or a picture maybe it was um comparing it yeah, to a so PS4 it was a picture com- and it looks like it had like three or four inches height wise on the PS3, which seems crazy. But I mean, I also like the little pointy ends on the side doesn't look like it. Like it just looks like it's designed. Like it doesn't look like it holds in unless it helps the ventilation or something. But, yeah. Um, well, I it think it's kind of weird to just add that extra. Yeah, I think um, I'm hoping that a lot of the design on it is for, uh, you know, getting rid of the heat that the thing is going to produce. Um, I feel like m- most of us uh, have at one point or another stacked something on their PlayStation, you know, whether it's the PlayStation 3 or 4 or 5, you know, whatever. Um, you know, we've put a, a game case on top of it or, you know, we put a book on top of it or whatever just because we were lazy. Um, and I think hopefully those fins will, will prevent people from stacking things on top of it. They don't overheat their... Yeah, they don't overheat the system. Because um, I'm sure this thing's going to be putting out some heat for sure. Um, and then... An- the controller grew on me. Yeah. I didn't like the controller at first when they announced it. But um, what they showed in the video with like uh, the feedback and the... Um, yeah, haptic feedback. Like, I, guess, uh, I hope yeah, that the haptic like, that feedback is on every button or at least... You know, the main four PlayStation buttons and not just like, you know, the controller itself. Hopefully, like, you know, like if you're playing like a Uncharted game or something like that, if you're like having to hold it down and it's like cranking a crank, you'll actually feel that on the button you're pressing down. Um, so I, I think that that could be a really cool feature. I'm hoping that they do a lot in game design. Um with that, they talked I, a lot about a 3D sound. I'm not too sure. I didn't get that part. I'm not a very tech savvy. You know, I'm not an audiophile. I don't know if that meant something to you. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of an interesting thing that they would put out there. I mean, 3D sound. They could be referring to maybe Dolby Atmos, um, which is basically a surround sound codec that allows instead of sound just 
360 degrees around you, you know, surrounding your ears in like a flat plane, it actually can put sound above you, um, you know, so it sounds, you can sound rain, you can hear rain, and it sounds like it's coming from above you rather than just the rear speakers or the front speakers. Um, I just don't want to have to buy their headphones to utilize that. Like, if I hope it works as my Astros, you yeah. know, like, hopefully... It'll work with that. I don't have to upgrade that part. I'm sure they will. You know, I think, you know, or, you know, at the very worst case scenario, they'll make new Astros. But I assume that they'll be backwards compatible because not everyone's going to want to buy, you know, brand new ones. Though I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the PlayStation Gold headset that's out now, that's their branded one, won't work on this one because that is kind of a console specific unit. Um, they did show off the new headphones that they're making, which they're fine, but they're probably garbage. Um, you know, one thing I've noticed with uh, with brand specific headphones, they never really spend that much time on them. Um, you know, people like Astro or Razer or even Turtle Beach, you know, they all make really good quality stuff. So or Steel Series is another great brand. Um, and but I think the controller looks good. Uh, I hope that they, in this generation, they utilize more of the functionality of it, you know, um, like we were talking on, uh, you know, on the other episode we recorded that, or didn't record for that matter, I guess, um, that the touchpad on the PS4, like is hardly ever used as a touchpad. It's primarily yeah. like, oh, they click- like did it with the first games that came <clears throat> out. Like I remember, uh, oh God, I don't remember the game that came out, um, uh, anyway, yeah, they used it in the beginning, and then they, that's it. It's kind of abandoned it. Now it's like, now it's I, like I click it for the map to come up. Yeah, but it was something like you you can tag walls with it and stuff like that. And oh, like, that yeah, I think cool. that was Infamous. In, in, yeah, there we go. Which I think is the same company that made the new uh, Spider-Man game, I'm pretty sure. I think, I think is it Insomniac <laughs> Games? We'll, or, correct. we'll yeah. correct that later. Doesn't matter. Uh, speaking of games, I think you know. Let's let's move on to talk about some of the cool and some of the not so cool games that they uh, t- you know brought up. Let's talk. Let's start with the good stuff, right? Um, I think the thing that I'm by far the most excited for is um, Spider-Man Miles Morales. <clears throat> and uh, and like uh, in the last episode. Uh, we how we mentioned there's a lot of misinformation coming out right right now like i've seen news where it says it is an extension of the uh the spider-man we had from 2018 which was great to me it was damn near a perfect game it's not not perfect um and then today they were saying that it's not it's not an extension it's its own thing but it's in that it's not related to that spider-man but it seemed weird to me because the character of the new miles morales totally looks like a like a like a more mature and older team of the younger team that we saw on Spider-Man 2018, which seems weird. Like, I'm not sure what, what information is correct. Yeah. I mean, you know, I would at least hope that it's its own game, that it's not like a DLC pack for the Spider-Man 18. Um, And whether or not they combine it in the same universe as the, the other game, I mean, I can kind of take it or leave it. You know, Miles Morales, you know, part of the point of him is, you know, you're not really dealing with Aunt May. You're not really dealing with Mary Jane. You know, he has his own uh, supporting cast of characters. And, um, you know, I I think that 
that it would be okay if it's its own offshoot game. I just wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't want it to be a DLC where all they're doing is like a, you know, a couple expansion missions and a new skin on the existing game. Um, so it, I'll be interested to see once we get more information. Um, I will say it looked great. Um, yeah. You know, first of all, Miles, his his face and everything looked amazing. That first scene they show where like the Spider-Man suit is like being blown off of his face um, looked incredible. Um, so, and then I'm sure, you know, he has his own powers with, with where he has like that static shock type um, electric electric power type deal. I forget what he called spider it's sting a, or whatever. The spider sting. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm excited for I that. I hope they bring our buddy back. You know, the, the shocker, Mr. Uh, Dave B. Mitchell. Hopefully, oh, yeah. you know, he's back in there. The shocker. Yeah, exactly. Hope, hopefully he's see, back in there. See, maybe we could talk to him later. Maybe he can give us some inside info. Yeah, maybe. Um, another great one. Um, I'm not big on <clears throat> race car games, but uh, Gran Turismo 7 looked fantastic. Um, I mean, you know, they, they showed a couple different cars, um, including like, uh, they showed some classic ones, like some classic Ferraris and the GT 40 Ford. Um, and then they showed the inside of that Aston Martin. And I mean, it looks like, you know, it looks like someone's holding a camera inside that car, all the leather stitching and stuff, the dashboard, everything looks amazing. Um, and, uh, and when they show the cars racing around and stuff, I mean, it looks like you're watching like F1 footage, you know, it's, it's crazy. Um, so I'm excited to see what that one does. I've, I don't know if I'll get it just because, uh, Gran Turismo has always kind of prided itself on being like a driving simulator, um, where it's very, very realistic. And if you just, you know, if you just mash down the gas, you're just going to spin donuts and burn out like you would in any of these supercars. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, with a, with one of those steering wheels and, you know, the little pedal kits that they sell now, which have all gotten amazing. Um, I'm sure it's going to be a really awesome game for, for a car and racing fan out there. You know, you know, what'd be cool is if they got like the steering wheel, I don't don't know if they do this or not, but if they have like the steering wheels that like could shake or feel the vibration, like that would be cool. I don't know if they, they do. That's awesome. So at least from what I've read, because I haven't, you know, I haven't tried it out myself yet, but um, the the steering wheels that they have now have, or at least premium ones that you can buy, have, uh, you know, haptic feedback, kind of like what we're talking about with the controller, where like as you're steering, you'll feel resistance and stuff as long that as... That is awesome. Yeah. Um, you know... Maybe I'm maybe I'm talking out of my ass, but I feel like I've read that. And you can you can you know change the how how uh, tight and how loose the steering feel is. Um, and I'm you know I'm sure there's a rumble feature because like I, I know in those racing games if you go off the dirt the controller rumbles. So I'm sure it's very easy to put that into the steering wheel as well. Um, okay, I wasn't planning on getting it, but I would maybe. Like, I'm it. leaning more towards consider it and like spending some dollars on that steering wheel because that would that would definitely be a big game changer for that. Yeah, well, they I mean they've gotten so cra- crazy with these steering wheel controls. Like F1 drivers, like the guys who actually race Formula One, will actually they have these like full on like it looks like an arcade game basically where it's so realistic they use that to practice in the off season rather than driving these cars around. So and burning gas. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking dope. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so it's it's amazing, you know, how 
realistic driving technology has gotten. Um, and that's actually pretty smart because imagine if you want to try some crazy technique that you think you might and you might like if you wreck, you're not really wrecking. <laughs> you're not you know? wrecking like, a multi-million dollar F1 car. <laughs> yeah. Or like dying also. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, or that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a million dollar car is probably what the businessman is going to be thinking about first. <laughs> yeah. And but, then after like, oh, my driver. <laughs> oh, no, my driver. <laughs> I've been there's a show on Netflix uh, called F1. Formula One something, and it's a documentary follows every season of Formula One, so they basically have a documentary crew that follows the drivers. There's some crazy drama in that shit. It's like a Game of Thrones, basically. Very cutthroat stuff going on. Uh, another good game coming out uh, is Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, a uh, new uh, addition to the Ratchet and Clank game, which th- those games are always fun. They're just like, you know, mindless, shoot 'em up adventure with some wacky humor. I, I love those games. Um, this one looks like it, it's got kind of an interdimensional feel to it where, you know, you're jumping through portals into different worlds or different parts of the same world that you're in. Um, so, you know, it seems like an interesting game. You played one of those, didn't you? I played the last one, and I've never played any of them. And I kind of mad at myself for not, uh, like, picking up that series sooner. Um, the gameplay was great. It was definitely a lot of fun. Uh, there was a lot of good humor in it. Uh, the voice acting was great. Yep. Um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to, to the new one. Um, I think one thing, too, is that in previous games, you know, they showed a lot of games during this uh, reveal that, like, you're like, oh, that doesn't look that great for a PS5, you know? And I think this game was kind of one of them. I mean, it still looks fine, but um, what, with previous versions of the Ratchet and Clank, when you're in like on a planet, the world seems kind of empty. You know, there's not people walking around. You're just, there's enemies and there's you and that's about it. You know, there's of course crates and stuff to smash, but um, this one, it looks like you're, you're running through busy city streets, which is very cool. Um, And uh, you know, they look, the worlds look more alive. Um, Also, they introduced a, a female version of, I forget what ratchet, it, what his actual uh species is called i want to say loaf cat but that's from star wars rebels but he looks just like those <laughs> yeah so but they introduced a female version and i think if i remember the story right he was supposed to be one of the last ones or the last one so it'll be interesting to see that you know there's actually more to his species in maybe a different dimension or something so see oh that's interesting because i thought it was basically him from another dimension that just so happened to be him female but maybe you're right maybe it's just a, another one of the species well yeah it might be, it might be him from a different dimension where he's female but that does introduce you know two of those species into this storyline yeah. which is kind of cool um square enix has uh project athea uh which looks really cool um it's kind of really like fantasy world there's like some werewolf type creatures in it um you know, it looks like it's a girl from, like, say, um, from our world because she was wearing, like, I think she was wearing, like, Adidas Superstars or something like that. Um, but, uh, you know, brought into this, fa- you know, fantasy world where she's, like, going through these beautiful forests and, like, these raised platforms and things like that. Um, I'd like to see more of that. I don't know when exactly it was coming out. They didn't give a date on that one. But, um, yeah, I don't know anything about the story, but it looked amazing. Yeah. Uh, another one is a uh, Kenna Bridge of Spirits, which is um, kind of like a look more like an independent platformer, but with like really cool like 
visuals and like you have these little um they look like studio Ghibli like tree spirits or something where they're these little black fuzzballs that like follow you around um and i think you know uh she has this uh like wizard staff that she can like shoot magic arrows from and fireballs and things like that and uh i think those little black things are you know kind of represent the magic that you're using you said you saw like that as you used a mag- uh, magic ability, like the little ball popped off the enemy and ran yeah, back to her it, or something. It was like, it looked like when she shot one of the arrows, like it like wrapped itself around the enemy. And then like when I guess she did the dispel, you could see those little black little spirit balls, like kind of come like apart from it and come back to her. So I feel that's the, her source of the power. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested to see that one. Um, you know, I think that independent games, you know, have, some of the best games of the recent years have been those more, you know, not big studio, not EA, Activision, that sort of thing. But like, you know, we think about um, like some of these sleeper hits like Shovel Knight, um, Cup Boy, um, and, uh, you know, Castle Crashers are all these smaller independent studios that make these awesome games. Um, you know, I- I'm excited to see those ones pop up on PlayStation 5. I think that the new console is going to be pretty amazing. Um, there's a new Hitman game, Hitman three, um, which looked, I mean, great. It was, uh, in taking place in Dubai in that big giant tower that they have. Um, and they showed like people's faces and stuff all looked incredible. Um, I just haven't been a huge fan of the Hitman games, but you know, a lot of people are and you know, this one looks like a good addition to that series. I've never, I've never played one, but that one definitely. I'm like, ooh, I would give, I would give it a try. Yeah, I don't think you know, you don't really have to have played the previous ones. I mean, there is story to it, um, you know, where it's like, oh, Agent Forty Seven, he's a hitman, uh, he has a barcode, and he's bald, um, and sometimes the company he works for is good, and maybe sometimes they're not so good, you know. So, um, I think it definitely interesting, um, and I'm sure games like that too where it's based on stealth and like the crowd around you and blending into the your surroundings will benefit from that you know new hot playstation 5 graphics you know um not a big sports games fan but nba 2k21 looked fucking crazy (laughs) it looked like an actual like it looked like people playing yeah i mean it looked crazy you could see beads of sweat coming off the guy's skin um, you know, the physics looked amazing. It looked like he was standing. I mean, when they showed him originally and he's like practicing shooting hoops and stuff like that, it looked like a real person. And then you zoom in on it and it's not a real person. It's a CG version. Um, yeah, it, I mean, it looks great. Um, so all you NBA fans, it, out I there, don't, I'm sure it's amazing. I don't do sports games. Yeah. Yeah. But for those of the guys who do play, yeah, you guys, are, I'm pretty sure you guys will be happy. We had mentioned on the last one, like I usually like, uh, you know, NBA jams or NBA street or, uh, NFL, NFL blitz. blitz. Like those are the ones I do. Yeah. Those are the ones that I do enjoy. A hundred percent. Yeah. I would love a new NFL blitz with like Madden level graphics, but then you're like, Oh yeah. Picking dudes up and like breaking their backs. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I feel like, I feel like NFL blitz came, you know, it, it benefited from a time where video games were, we're not mainstream enough where the NFL would be like, no, there's no way I'll let you do this with our teams. Cause they were all real teams 
and they had you know real people real players names on them and stuff um and and they were just like i mean destroying each other and now with all the concussion cte stuff i'm sure nfl probably won't let that happen again but it was a good time for sure you remember there yeah i don't remember if it was the nes or the genesis but i think it was called pigskin but there was one where it was like goblins and like ogres like playing football and like just like destroying each other i don't that would be fucking great too i don't remember that one but i do remember one of my favorite games on the original nintendo was the uh was world cup soccer and it was like you play these short little stubby guys, you know, and basically, um, you know, you just kind of jog slowly, you know, like any old NES game. You jog slowly across <laughs> the field, dribbling the ball, and then you kick the ball. But if you if you hit the ball and um, you shot it, if you kicked it hard enough at, like, another player, it would hit them and their little eyes would bug out. <laughs> And they would kind of like float across the screen and then like fall down and then they'd have to get up and start doing it again. And then as the, as the game went on further and further and further, like eventually if those guys got hurt too much, they would just stay like dead on the field. It's the most amazing game ever. And you could do the little, it sounds like all of them were like the Italian teams where like you barely touch them. Like, yeah. <laughs> and they're just on the ground. Like, yeah. I'm out for, um, and you could do the, if you hit both the A and B button, they would do the little bat, you know, cartwheel kick. And if you nailed it just right, the ball would like each team had a different, like special move. The ball would like spin super fast in place and then like lightning across the screen. And the best would be if you did that and there's like three people in the way, it would just go through all of them, including the goalie. And they would all their eyes would bug out and they just fly across the screen. It was an amazing game. Check it out, World Cup I, Soccer on Nintendo. You describing it, describing that game reminds me of a Super Dodgeball. I don't know if you played that one. No, I didn't. But it's like you, it's dodgeball basically. You know, you throw and catch. But like if you like ran through like one side of your of your field and then ran back and then ran again and then jump and throw it, like each nation had like a different special move. So you can be. Like, you could play as China, U.S., uh, you know, Soviet Union, like, and they all had like different moves. <laughs> yeah, but that sounds very closer. I wonder it might have been the same studio or something. Um, another awesome looking game is the new uh, Horizon Zero Dawn um, sequel called Horizon Forbidden West. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of the game just because I thought the gameplay was a little clunky when I played it, but I I gotta say I love the world, the story. Um, you know, everything looked amazing, even on PS4 and I'm sure PS5 is just going to kick the shit out of it. Um, and you know, every, all the different robots and stuff that they introduced looked great. You know, when the plants and stuff were dying, like, you know, them disintegrating in her hands and stuff looked amazing. Um, I think the little fox, when she was looking at it, it looked so sad, the dead little fox. And she's like, like leaning over, like it looked, it looked amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's going to be one of those ones that just visually is going to be, you know, incredible, but, um, I I hope that they would fix the gameplay. So it's a little smoother. That was my biggest complaint. Like, you know, I would just get frustrated and put the game down and then, you know, never came back to it kind of thing. So hopefully they fix that a little bit and it's a little bit more engaging. Um, so those are some of the ones that we're most excited for. Uh, but you know, uh, they weren't all great looking games. I think. Well, I will say before we get to the shit list, uh, Deathloop, I, I was, I'm excited about. Yeah, Deathloop. Deathloop you know, 
I think that 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 kind of falls into a category where I'm like, I want to wait and see. It's a big maybe, you know. It's a big maybe. I think Death Loop, you know, where you're playing as two assassins, and every time you die, you start a loop over. I think, um, and it it seemed very like Quentin Tarantino ish with how that it was shot and the feel of it and the dialogue of it. Um, So I think it could be really good, and depending on how they play around with the loop effect, um, could be very interesting. Um, I think Jet the Far Shore is another one of those, like, I want to wait and see. Um, but basically, you know, the world, you know, um, it, it looks like the world's dying, but the, they fire a rocket out into space and they, they show like a bunch of different satellites around a uh, different planet and stuff. That looks like it might be kind of interesting. I just want to see more about it, you know? Um, and what was that other one? The, the astronaut one, um, or the two, oh, uh, I should say uh, the two uh, astronaut ones, the, I'm finding it. Pragmata. That's the one where I think that's where the one where the guy's like, he's on earth in a big astronaut suit and he sees a little like hologram girl or something. And then some crazy shit happens. And then instantly he's on the moon again. Um, So it looks really cool and really interesting. Um, I I just, I don't know what the game's going to play like, you know, and that's, that's that one is going to, I feel like it's either going to be like amazing or, shitty like what was it that was the death stranding whatever death stranding yeah like it has a very death might, stranding it, feel to it you know so i might it might lean on that area and people might not fucking catch on to it. i don't know but we'll see and uh returnal is i think another one where it's like um first of all the, like the main character in it she looks amazing she has two different color eyes and stuff and they, they play off of that a lot but you know, she's again in a time loop where every time she dies, she kind of comes back, you know, edge of tomorrow, uh, the live, die, repeat Tom Cruise movie. Just, they were a few years too early. Now everyone's doing that shit. <laughs> it's like, it's like that mixed with like a little bit of doom because it looks like between her death and her coming back, you do see like either some demon stuff or some devil stuff. So yeah, uh, story wise, I'm very curious about. But then when they showed the gameplay where she was like mowing down enemies, that part didn't look too great. Things, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I, they're still working on it. I don't know. Yeah, again, it, that, that's one of those uh, wait and see games. You know, I, I want to see more about it before I really um, uh, think more about it. Devil, Little Devil Inside was another one of those ones, more independent game where there's like a. It, it looks like very. Uh, not quite animation, not quite anime style, but like very, you know, cartoon heavy, but it's like, uh, an adventurer who's going through fantasy adventures with, you know, we see him fighting dragons and, you know, monsters and things like that. And then there's like an old guy who seems to be, um, telling the story of everything. So that seemed like kind of an interesting, I have, I, I have a gut feeling that one's going to be good, or maybe I want it to be good. Cause it, it had kind of like the Pixar like ish kind of, yeah, very Pixar esque, you know? So, excited for that one um and then there's a new demon souls remake too which I, I know i never played that game but i know a lot of people really enjoyed demon souls um all the graphics look amazing i've seen some side-by-side comparisons to the original and this one looks uh freaking ridiculous compared to that so but not all the games were good christian uh some of the games <laughs> some of the games look straight up bad and uh, well I, I mean stray is another one where i'm not too sure stray I think sure stray was the one with the little cat. That was the one with the cat. Living yeah, in so a world of great. robots. Yeah, like the robots look great. They had a great like uh, retro feel, but at the same time... They're like TVs for heads, basically. 
They're, yeah, and it was like very reminiscent of like, uh, of uh, oh Saga the the car, uh, yes, comic yes. book. You know, the graphics look great on that too. So I I hope it's going to be on the good side, but we don't know. I mean, right, right. I'm hoping it'll be good. Yeah, but let's talk about let's talk about uh, emo dinosaur high school, or as it's officially <laughs> known, uh, it is what called is so, it? something high school, isn't it? It's, I got it. Um, oh my gosh! Um, Goodbye, volcano high. Goodbye, volcano high. <laughs> so it looks like it's. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, what is this game? It looks like hand drawn. They all look like dinosaurs, but maybe some of them are, you know, fictional monsters too. Um, and they're like, you know, living in a high, you know, they're going to high school, and it has like a super indie soundtrack. And apparently, like the the meteor is coming to wipe them out. That's what I gathered. Is that I, maybe I missed the meteor part? But I don't know. It just it definitely has like a like an anime furry like high school thing that I'm just has zero. Interest yeah, everyone's in. super emo, and it, no one understands them. Um, but yeah, you know the whole thing is it's like it's set at the end of an era, and they're all dinosaurs. So I assume there's a meteor coming to wipe them all out. You know. Um, I don't know. It just, I'm interested to see gameplay, but I think, did you look up something about it where it's like, you're just making decisions or something? Yeah. I mean, from, I think from the little I read just for the podcast, zero inches, I think it's like, um, uh, but yeah, like you just kind of make decisions and then it's a, it's a choice based game. So you just make a decision and I guess the story progresses. I don't know. God, it looks like a pile of shit. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm sure a lot of people worked really hard on it, but it it looks you know it looks terrible. Um, another one that I wasn't like on paper, it sounds really cool. Um, was Ghostwire Tokyo, where basically uh, you know it's you live in Tokyo and it's overrun with like spirits and you know uh, it's like a first person shooter kind of game where you're like. I don't know, exercising and fighting spirits. Um, I don't know. It's just like 99% of like Tokyo's population like disappears. And then I guess, I don't know if you're like some kind of techno mancer because it looks like he's doing spells, but it also looks like they're digital. I, I mean, I don't know. I feel like it's a mixed bag of no. Yeah, know. it just, I don't know. It, it is by Bethesda and they've uh, done some good stuff in the past. But I don't know. It just didn't look great. It looked like a kind of like a Bioshock ripoff, um, and it just for being on the PS5, it just didn't look that amazing. Um, no, absolutely, yeah, agreed, one hundred percent. It didn't look like it had the high graphics. I think by far the most anticipated game coming out on PS5 is Bug Snacks. I think. Oh yeah. I think that it's the game that's going to define our generation, Christian. Um, <laughs> it, it's the one. It's the one. It basically, uh, it seems like you live on like a little island, um, and it's it's from uh, basically there's these little creatures that inhabit the island that are food. They're snacks, but they're bugs also. Bug snacks, and <laughs> it's we're introduced to this little strawberry that's sitting on the ground and kind of like flips over and its stem leaves are its legs and it has big old googly eyeballs on it right and it's just cruising along and then this freaking walrus just picks it up and eats it like it's still squirming around and 
as soon as the walrus eats it, like her arm turns into strawberries. This game just is it a her because it had a mustache. Yeah, but you didn't hear it talk. It had it was a definitely a female Australian lady. <laughs> I honestly like <laughs> I saw the beginning of it and my mind just checked out. Like my eyes were watching, but I wasn't retaining anything. It just seemed like a really bad like acid trip. You know, it's like I can't eat this food, man. This food's alive, and I'm alive. And what if I? It's like what if I eat the, the food, child, and I turn it's into like the, the child food version of sausage fest that no one wanted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it just, and there is kind of like at the end, there's like some of the bug snacks get together and turn into a monster. So, you know, it, I mean, it might have a darker edge to it, but it, I don't know. It's just so <laughs> weird. Um, there's like hamburger like critters running around and strawberries and s'mores and all that shit. Um, Why well, just be wrong and we're kidding on it? It's and just it's, amazing. And it's like it's a great game, and then we're gonna have to do an episode where we apologize to Bug Snacks. Yeah, I'm sorry, Bug Snacks. Uh, we were wrong. Uh, I didn't realize that a single game could change society and end all racism, but somehow you did it. <laughs> somehow it's the wild stallions of video games <laughs> it also has its own original song too uh which i thought was an interesting choice <laughs> you know <laughs> someone some game studio comes to you they're like hey we need you to write a song it's called bug snacks they're like oh okay well what's the game about we're like we don't really know but we licensed the word bug snacks so just work <laughs> that into it we're just, uh, we're trying to figure out the game right now yeah as much as possible we think like we think it's gonna be like there's bugs, but they're also snacks, and you eat them or something. But we haven't really worked out the point of the game yet. But uh, <laughs> just 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 write something for us, and and we'll pay you. I'm like okay, <laughs> but like, uh, sure. all right, yeah, I guess uh, whatever you say. Um, another absolute pile of hot garbage was um, that Astro uh, Astro's Playroom. Which I think Astro is like another one of like PlayStation's failed mascots, where he's like a little robot that jumps out of the PlayStation controller, um, and it just looks like a little kids game. Which maybe that's you know, maybe that's all it's meant to be. Is it's supposed to be like here's a cheapo little game that you can download and your kid can play when you know you're not playing Call of Duty or whatever. Um, but the thing I'll say, you know, I hate to go back on bug snacks, but yeah. like, so Cody on his background has bug snacks, bug and snacks, like, and, and bug it's like snacks. Look at it, the one, bugs. one that has that like a, a like a, a net for it just looks totally coked out, and so <laughs> and like if you look at the walrus with the camera, it totally has like a creeper like trying to take like nudie pics yeah. or something. Like, the watermelon like, just looks all stoned. There's like a cookie yeah. crawling up the thing, and look at that little apple guy and apple crab in the background. Yeah, I like, it's uh-huh. so weird, and yeah, yeah, the, the walrus having a mustache, but being voiced by like an I think she was Australian lady or maybe New Zealand. Um, interesting choices all around, definitely. <laughs> um, but yeah, back to Astro's Playroom. Yeah, I think it's you know it's a little kid game, which is fine. I'm sure they didn't put a lot of time into it. One thing that I wanted to mention on that one is the the backgrounds just all look like shit. Like the the little bushes on the ground, you know. It's this is PlayStation Five we're talking about the the pinnacle of gaming technology to date, essentially. And like these little things look like they're from you know, you know, uh, 
Nintendo 64. They're just not moving. You're just walking through them and phasing through them. It just looked like a piece, like piece of garbage. Um, one of the one of boy. Oh, sack boy. Yeah, that's another failed uh, PlayStation mascot. Um, it seems you know it. It might be a fun like party platformer, kind of like Mario Party or something like that. Um, but I think Sackboy, the whole appeal to that game was the little big planet aspect where you created levels, you visited your friends levels, you found these like crazy levels that were themed that like people spend hours and hours and hours making. And this seems like it doesn't have that. I mean, I could be wrong. I could be wrong and, and they might have that in there, but this seems like just a, you know, a 3d platformer, you know, a la like super Mario 3d world or whatever it was um and it you know it's it has sack boy in it so good job but you know that, we'll see yeah had some good music in it you like the music in it at least right that was in a lonely or uh, the other one the original one oh they Astro? had um oh no the, no no oh, uh, like little big planet little big planet yeah they had gotcha, um gotcha. which is one of my favorite mexican bands and they had a lot of their or not a lot they had a couple of their songs in there so that was cool, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Um, and then another one, uh, Capcom shits on my dreams as well uh, with a new Resident <laughs> Evil <laughs> game. Uh, I don't understand the direction that they're taking. Here, like, here Christian, I'm, I'm going to be I'm going to be the guy at you know at uh, pitching the new Resident Evil game. You be the Capcom executive, right? So you know <laughs> you be like you know hey. You know, I have a new Resident Evil game for you. And, All right, I'm listening. Okay, and you know, I know, I know that in the past, Resident Evil is about you know the Umbrella Corporation, right? You remember the Umbrella Corporation? You mean the uh, the company that everyone the whole time you're fighting and everyone like loves being the villain? Exactly right, and they've you know developed the T virus, right, and it creates these zombies. You know, yep. We got people like Chris Redfield, right? Remember Chris Redfield? We- we love him. Yeah, Fans we love, love him. He's fighting zombies. You know, the zombies are getting worse and worse, right? Raccoon City. Everyone loves Resident Evil. Am I right? Yeah. All right. Works. Well, this new game, we're bringing back Chris Redfield, all right? So that's number one. Awesome. Awesome, right? Great. And you know what else he's going to do? He's going to be fighting werewolves. Werewolves. Yeah. We're going to do werewolves. It's, it's going to be first person. You're going to be like, you know... And you know what? You know what I felt like all those other games? Too much action. Too much action. Not enough scary suspense horror moments. So we're taking all the action out of it. You're just going to be solving puzzles in first person. So we're going to take everything that everyone loved previously, and we're just going to take it away. Yeah, that's right. And we're going to add werewolves with no context to it because we haven't introduced werewolves at all in the past. Yeah, at yeah. All. it's always been zombies that that, that a virus created. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, werewolves. Now uh, we're leaning heavily into like folk tales and magic. I think this is going to be, I think this is going to be great. I think people are going to love it. And if they don't, who gives a shit? We're Capcom, baby. <laughs> so that's that's how I feel. The pitch went down for Resident Evil Village or Resident Evil Eight. Um, I just. I just don't. I hated Seven so much. I I didn't. I didn't think I could hate a Resident Evil game because you know six times they got me so good. You yeah. Know? Like they were great. All the canon ones are great, but Seven was such garbage. Like I like I don't know who pitched a fucking like 
jump scare horror movie to yeah. them with hillbillies. Like, but it was terrible. Like, it was fucking terrible. Yeah. And it, it looks it, like they're sticking with it. Yeah. And to me, you know, it's not that this is going to necessarily be a bad game, but it's not a Resident Evil game. You know, it's exactly Resident Evil, you know, fuck, they made however many movies, you know, and, and even the movies, they're all, you know, zombie apocalypse movies. You know, that's what that's what it is. Right. But, um. You know, they're taking it in a new direction with these last two, and it's just I don't think the last one did all that well. Um not compared to like I think Resident Evil Five was one of the bigger selling ones and even six, six did really well too. Um and those games were awesome. Like I would love to see an expansion of those. But uh yeah, it seems like um yeah, this article I have says they're trying to put an emphasis on atmosphere and horror over action. Also there yeah, are werewolves. No. <laughs> yeah so not not super stoked about that one i don't you know i'll probably play it but i'm not gonna be happy about it you know (laughs) like i'll play it for the podcast so i can shit on it yeah exactly uh godfall looks like a god of war ripoff with uh the character models from uh what was that the gods of egypt or whatever gods of egypt yeah that's what it's called that looks pretty lame. I don't know. Yeah, yeah it might, it, you know, again, it might be cool. Um, and then, uh, what was that last one? Odd World, um, which some people really like. Odd World. I just, I don't know. Yeah, I just don't give a shit about it. So I never maybe played being the, the original series. I, I was always curious about it, but not enough to pick it up. Because when Odd World came out, I, I didn't have a job, you know, so it was like. Uh, I had to really figure out which game I wanted to get to make sure I bugged my parents enough to get it, and just Oddworld just wasn't one of them. Yeah. Uh, also, the protagonist kind of creeped me out, at least as a kid. Like, but yeah, I'm, I'm it sure seems, it, it seems like an odd choice to like pull back, like to bring something forward. But I would have gone with like a Earthworm Jim, you know, maybe yeah. bring that back. Like, I would love like a new Oddworld one, like a-, a new one from like the uh, Shadows of Colossus, uh, you know, studio. I would like a new game from them. That would be pretty cool. Well, we did get. We did get the one that took forever. I forgot what the, the guardian cat or bird. something. Yeah, yeah. I forget what that was called. But that that was that was a fun game too. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, I think Odd World. You know, it, it could be good. It's just you know, it's interesting choice. I think is why we we kind of put it in that uh, not so great list. But you know, I'd say it could it, be great. But it could be great. We now know. You know. Um, also, some fun news: Grand Theft Auto Five is uh, coming free to play on PS Five. Um, which is, uh, it's fine, I guess. It's now on three systems, started on PlayStation 3. And, uh, I can't talk shit because I read down, I actually bought it on the PS4. And people love that game. The graphic update is great. The gameplay, I remembered why it was such a great game. Yep. Um, it's got a huge online community, you know? So, yeah. I love the three main characters. Like, I like all of them. They're all great. Mm -hmm. Um, so. I probably, if they do up the graphics and maybe the physics on the, on the PS5, I probably will. Replay. Plus, it's free, so I won't have to Yeah, pay it's free. It. Might as well. And that's what's cool, too, is you can buy this system and, you know, instantly have at least one game, you know? And not just, like, a freebie, cheapo game, like a, a legit game, you know? And there's more missions and expanded content, so very cool stuff. Uh, yeah, that's, I mean, that's about all they mentioned in the reveal. Um, I am, you know... Obviously, I'm super excited. It's coming out this this fall. 
Um, November 20th is supposedly the release date, but again, that could kind of change, but I'm sure they're going to try to, uh, milk that Christmas money as much as they can. You know what I mean? I'm uh, not going to lie. Yesterday, right away after the announcement, I went on Amazon to see if I could pre-order. I'm like, Damn, can't do it. Just- not yet. Yeah. Not I, yet. I know I have a, I have a GameStop gift card burning a hole in my pocket. I might have to pre-order from good old GameStop. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. Uh, let us know what you guys think about the PlayStation 5. Do you love it? Do you hate it? What are some of your favorite games? Obviously, Bug Snacks is going to be one of them. Um, <laughs> top seller. Top seller. Uh, you know, how many or tell cop- us if we're wrong on something. If you thought you disagree with one of our opinions. Yeah, how many copies do you think Bug Snacks will sell? 100 million? 200 million? I mean, you know, who's to say? Uh, but yeah, nerdswithfriendspodcast.com has all of our Twitter, Instagram, and facebook information you can also send us a comment through the contact page there as well go straight to our email so let us know what you guys think um and i hope you guys enjoyed this uh, fun little special episode we'll be back on tuesday with your uh, regularly scheduled programming um and we just thought we would uh put this out on the weekend for funsies um so you guys know what we thought about uh the old playstation 5 so uh, thank you, Christian, for uh, doing this again with me. I apologize for the technical errors. It's cool. I, I miss hanging out with you, talking to you, so it's cool. Don't yeah, worry. hopefully uh, we'll be back in person soon enough. And to all the nerds out there, remember, you're not alone. You're with friends. This is Nerds with Friends. Go get yourself some bug snacks. Bug snacks. <laughs>